0: Why, hello there. If you don't already recognize my sultry voice, this is DJ Art of the High Score 510 Podcast. First of all, I would like to thank you for listening to our show. Second of all, I want to remind you with a shameless plug of our Patreon page. Join our growing community and help support an indie podcast. The perks of being a patron, you ask? Number one, you'll get our weekly quick hitters. Number two, you'll get feature conversations that are too hot for our regular show. And number three, we cannot leave out number three, why Jesus will bless you. So go check out patreon.com backslash highscore510. And for the price of a tall pumpkin spice latte from Starbucks, you can help Captain P-Funk finally afford that Merlot Broham. Regardless of which, we appreciate your support and hope you enjoy the show. You are listening listening to Highscore510.
1: I just don't, I don't understand.
0: Hey, you do look kind of like a Marion, though.
1: (laughs) I look like a Marion Barry? Yeah, you look like a Marion Barry before he started doing the good stuff. No, I look like he liked doing the good stuff.
0: (laughs) Yeah, you look like the type of nigga that got got different pros in the hotel room.
1: I was set up, I just sure. want to let you know I'm set up. And if you look, if you really go back and look at that Marion Barry video, he was set up. That that crack pipe was already lit. He didn't light the crack pipe, that girl lit it. And the cover officer or the uh, informer, she lit the crack pipe. Behind every great black man is the police. He, he wasn't lying, they set him up. I mean like what mayor wouldn't want to go in and smoke crack with a prostitute?
2: murray out here throwing the ball like my like my nigga joe montana excuse me like my nigga flow montana you know, christian Kirk, dude all right well uh y'all ready to start the show and i've been ready to start the show jared it's football sunday
0: man welcome ladies and gentlemen you are listening to the high score 510 podcast you can catch us at high score 510 on the instagram the youtube and at hipster horcrux on the twitter you can also check us out on our patreon page we just got them in, Aaron. You got yours. You just got you got yours. We just got our gifts in. We'll be sending them out to our patrons. If you sign up for our Patreon page this month, before the end of this month, we will also mail you one. It is our custom high score five one zero mug. It's got our logo in Warriors colors and one of our uh, slogans on the back. Shout out
2: sponsorship. So or Lakers in. color, if you look at it with the lights on. <laughs>
0: Pedro, I got to send one down to you. But yeah, man, we got we got our little <laughs> mugs here. Got the Warriors Colors logo and a little shout out sponsorship. So uh we're going to be uh, giving these away and then also maybe selling them on s- our Etsy. Just kidding. We ain't got no damn Etsy. You um, need to
1: make one. Shit, I need some money. Somebody need to pay me around here for all this talent <laughs> I bring to the show. God damn it.
2: <laughs> we're going to talk to your agent.
1: We're going we're gonna to have our people reach out to your agent. Yeah, I heard
2: <laughs> you got the same agent as Jamel
1: Hill. Yeah, <laughs> I'm trying to get my um first million dollar check from the skipper.
0: Hey, we're gonna get you that Bobby Bonilla money, except it's gonna be like a million divided by a
2: million dollars a year. Yeah, you're gonna get you're gonna get $17 a year. <laughs> we gonna pay you a million dollars, but only $17 a year for the rest of your life. <laughs> it's highly taxed. And we are here with uh this is AG3. I'm sitting over here. You know what I'm doing? I'm over here watching football. Coming at you faster than the Russ Wilson throw down the sideline, hitting a Sprint Tyler locking.
1: He a man.
2: And we are here with
1: everybody your favorite trucker, Captain P Pump, coming at you faster than uh B Hop's uh, vaccination car. Nobody punking nobody here.
0: And my name is Jared aka Dj Art with two T's for a double dose at that tink tink. The D is silent, so it's just jart.
3: You ain't showing me that
0: new essay. <laughs> Bernard, Hopkins. Good, good morning. Hopkins, good morning. Hopkins is probably like, man, y'all try, y'all were trying to give me this shot. I went into the doctor's office and they said, spread your cheeks and lift your sack.
2: <laughs> yeah, Hopkins for all. See, you know what? Too, so, yeah, uh-huh, I got nothing to say. <laughs> all I know is he on my fantasy team and I, I'm happy he scored over 20 points today. Cause it's just a matter of time before he ain't going to be playing and have nothing to do with injury. <laughs>
3: exactly.
0: Maybe, you know, they'll uh, disqualify him uh, from playing against me again. Next time you play me here. Cause <laughs>
2: maybe it will be make up for, that's what happened last year. I, I won the first week and then, and then lost all them and then started by losing to you. in that second year round lost like eight straight games. Man, there's a mass
0: exodus from the Buffalo Bills game. Anyways, I'm not gonna
2: they gotta they got leave early, Jared, to go get more Costco tables before they sell out. <laughs> those tables ain't cheap either, are they? How much those tables cost?
0: No, nah, they're like at least 40 or 50 bucks. Yeah, right
2: I, I saw one I'm not at I saw the price of one I was like online and I was like, hold on, they destroying tables at this price. Yeah, like, I right. thought I thought they were like $15. You know, it's like all right, we're going to game $15, $20. It's like part of the experience, right? And then I'm like, hey, hold on, hold on. Not you those tables. Be, yeah, they're not cheap. People be showing up with, with trucks with like multiple tables in them. And I'm <laughs> like, dude, this, hey, you got $300 worth of table back there you're about to destroy.
1: <laughs> yeah, you got to realize in that part of the country, that they probably manufacture. That's the only place they manufacture those tables. So they probably getting them at cost. Yeah. Uh, I, so, I, that's the only factory job they got in Buffalo. Table manufacturing.
2: Table manufacturing, buffalo wing-making.
1: <laughs> Those are the two industries they have.
2: You forgot the other industry.
1: Super freaks. Uh, yeah, yeah. But that's only in wintertime where you can't go nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> he actually wrote that. Even
2: though Rick James was born and raised in Buffalo, he started his in Buffalo, he, uh, he actually wrote Super Freak about some women that he met in New York, would you believe? Well, uh, yeah, y'all. So this past weekend, this past week
0: was September 11th, the 20 year anniversary. It's a very important day in our country's history and has a lot of weight to it, has a lot of impact and a lot of implications. Um, I just want to know, where were y'all at on September 11th, 2001? And uh, what is your most poignant memory from that day?
2: I remember exactly where I was at. I was at uh, over Marine's house, my girlfriend Marine. I woke up early in the morning. That's back when I was doing my, my two days at the gym. So I woke up early that morning. And usually she went to work after me. And my routine was to make some oatmeal and turn on the TV, watch the news while I'm getting ready. And uh, well, I was about opening warming up the microwave. And I turned it on. At that point, one airplane hit the tower. And I was like, oh, shit, there's an accident. Like, what the hell? And then I watched the second plane hit. Like I was sitting there, I like woke her up as soon as the second plane hit. Crazy thing, because we were just, months before, me and her were just in New York at the World Trade Center. Me and her. Then my sister Melissa called me. She was crying. Then we started hearing about the Pentagon. Ben, uh, Pentagon, <laughs> the Pentagon. And then I remember calling the works uh, saying, hey, man, are we having school today? And I was like, hell yeah, we having school. I know all this going on, but we the today. I think I skipped the gym, stayed with her for a little while went to work, came back from home from work early and check on her Her and her little, her little sister came home from college. She was in college. She didn't go, she skipped school that day, left her dorm and came home. So just like my John F. Kennedy moment, right? My JFK moment, where was I? That was mine. Yeah, I can remember everything. What, what is it that, that struck you about that, that day? It was shocking, you know, I was 25. First time I never had anything like that. you remember when the World Trade Center got bombed before? And I remember everything about that. Like it didn't, it didn't collapse. And I was just shocked because, you know, no one knew anything at first. Like when I told you, I woke up and turned it on. I saw the World Trade Center burnt, you know, smoke and all that coming out of it. And I'm like, what the hell? Like a plane crashed into it. I just thought it was an accident until the second plane hit it. And I was just, I was like screaming. (laughs) That's all. And that was my reaction was screaming. I screamed for her her to wake up. And she probably never heard me scream like that before. I was sounding like, you know, like uh, like like Pedro, the first time he made love, just screaming. He had sex with my mama. <laughs> and uh, but I was screaming. I was yeah. I remember just like I I didn't know how to react. They just came out. Just I just screamed when the second plane. You know you got you saw the footage of the second plane hitting, and I was like, what the hell's going on at that point? Pedro,
1: what about you? Well, first of all, I didn't scream because I ain't no bitch. Um. <laughs> I woke up in the morning. Um, I was getting ready for work, and for some reason, we don't never have the TV on in early in the morning. Uh, I was getting where I was going to Conway. work this one. I worked at it was now XPO. I used to work in Conway as a, as a city driver. So I woke up at the TV on in the living room for some reason. I guess we was getting the kids ready. All the kids were still in school. We never had the TV on, and, we, and it was a news alert. And I'm like, man, what's the how the hell, I was like, how the hell did tower catch on fire? And we had to, I don't remember, we had the sound down. We turned the sound up, as we turned the sound up, and people were reporting it, here comes the second plane, it hits it, I watched it live, the second plane just yeah. hit the tower. I'm like, wait a minute, what the hell is going on? Right on. Yeah. So, you know, I, not even thinking about it, and I was like, okay. You know, that's, that's crazy just thinking, okay, the pilot must have lost control of the plane. Go to work. I'm at work setting up my route and everything, and all day everybody's paying attention to the radio. Nobody's doing no work or whatever. My, my trailer was loaded. I used to, I used to actually have a route by my house, you know, in Las Vegas. wasn't that big. So I just, you know, I just did all the local stuff around my house. I went to go do the first load to the hospital. I used to drop off the cleansing soap to the hospital. The doors were shut and closed. I'm like, hey, what's going on? Then that's kind of like when it hit me. I was like, oh, shoot. All the carriers, all the truck truck carriers and all that stuff shut down, turn it off, we go home. Because they didn't know where the next attack was coming from. So that's when it got real. They didn't yeah. know if we had bombs. They didn't know if any of the carriers. So they told all the carriers, hey, cut it out. No running today. We we got to get in control of this. It was kind of like the pandemic when they shut it off. You know, everybody went into isolation. So the same it was the same ordeal with the transportation company. No planes were flying. No major carriers uh, were allowed on the highway. They shut all that down. So mm-hmm. that's that's the one thing that I remember. It was just it was just nuts. This we was going on lockdown. We, we had to close all the trailers. They closed the dock, everything, because we didn't have any control of where, knowing where or what was transported. They was just trying to get everything together. So yeah. that was kind of some real thing for me because I went, into, we went into full, like military, military load. number a damn truck driver. Yeah. On well, my pager, I had, I had a pager back then that used to, the, the two-way pagers used to have all the information. It was getting the live news feed on the pager. And at the same time, uh, I remember Conway was sending notes: all drivers return to terminal. So it was it was it was kind of nuts.
0: Yeah, I I I would imagine that would be kind of you know definitely paranoid inducing or or uh, just like stressful. Like you're like, we don't know where the next strike is going to be. Is it all focused on New York? And then you found out there was another one that crashed and. Pennsylvania and then
1: also, also, let me, let me show you, this is another way of affected us affect me big time because our connection to Phoenix, Arizona was shut off. It changed. It kind of like shut everything down. So all the commerce, that's when they shut down the dam used to be able to drive a semi truck over the dam
0: mm-hmm.
1: and they shut that down. So in the next year, upcoming years, we would have to go around the dam and that's where they actually built highway 11. If you look that up. Mm-hmm. Um, so the transportation was changed, you know, completely from that. And yeah. it completely it immediately affected, you know, um, our commerce. Yeah. For me,
0: I was getting up, getting ready to go to high school as my senior year of high school. And it was like the second week of school, you know, first, second week of school. And, um, I woke up my mom, you know, I'm waking up. My mom's like, Hey, turn on the news you know a plane just hit the World Trade Center um, you know I had just started taking this statistics class and we were reading a book called how to lie with statistics that that whole book in that class was talking about like the ways that statistics is manipulated and used in media or used in you know some various formats uh, of programming or, or literature to influence and guide people or you know skew their perspective on things so I was like is it really crashed was it what kind of plane was it you know so I was a little skeptical and I turn it on and I'm like, oh, shit, that whole floor is on fire. Some, some big hit that. And then the second plane hit and I was like, oh, I was like, this is something different. You know, I get on the bus, go to school that day. And, you know, we have an immediate, you know, meeting with the school and, the, you know, in the, the main hall. You know, we had like 300 kids in our school, but yeah, everyone's in there and they're kind of breaking down what's going on. And, you know, saying that, you know, classes are going to be. You know, what I'm saying, kind of shut down for the day. We're gonna still have classes. You know, go to this class, but like, if you know, teachers don't worry about teaching the curriculum, and just you know, be there to support these students. I remember one girl was in there sobbing because she had a older sister that was in you know working in New York around the trade center, so she was freaking out because you know cell phones weren't as weren't as good back then either, and it wasn't you couldn't just connect on Facebook with somebody and figure out where they were or any of that shit. So it's definitely a lot more up in the air. Um, and uh, it kind of like, I was like, oh, shit, it's some real, some real crazy shit. Um, uh, we're here with Pal, P, P- Lito's in here, P. Uh, uh We're talking about our memory of September 11th, 2001, where you were at and what really stuck with you um, from that day and that kind of experience. Because, you know, it was definitely a unique experience for everyone. But uh, yeah, where were you at that day?
4: Yeah, so I was at Berkeley High. Um, I was uh, at my dad's house um, in the morning, and I remember he had the he had the news on. And uh, my dad, you know, spent most of his adult life in New York City, and so you know, New York City is a place that is kind of near and dear to him. And so I know he. I remember him being kind of agitated. Took me to Berkeley High, and uh, I remember being in, um, yeah, one of my classes and seeing seeing the uh, the TV on in the in the corner. And whatnot and um yeah so that was kind of my like memory of the day um and then uh you know shortly after both my dad and i began to start questioning the official narrative about um whether you know uh fire uh steel can be melted by jet fuel and you know what actually happened at the pentagon and all of the, you know, and how how on God's earth did they find passports of the alleged terrorists at ground zero? And, you know, all of the kind of 9-11 truth stuff started to become kind of um, on the on the forefront of my mind. And especially as we like escalated into, you know, 20 years of, of uh, war. So I feel like because of maybe where I was from, where my head was at, my dad, like my political influence, uh, I maybe had a different reaction. And like, obviously my dad was, you know, very like political in the sense of like when we we watched in like the world series that year and like you know hating the whole Giuliani Bush kind <laughs> of um iconography of them being like the heroes and so I feel like 9-11 was a pivotal moment because then Jared you know in 2004 we you know go to Davis and um you know my activism really was was um you know around trying to end the military-industrial complex and 9-11 truth was like a big a big piece of Uh, That and you probably remember me talking shit about that all through college. So, yeah. In
1: in the beginning, I was like, you know, I was all patriotic. I I, I agreed, like, you know, with the American side. I was behind the American flag. I was, I was, hey, man, this is messed up. Until I heard the stories from the firefighters. Well, I heard their story. I'm like, wait a minute. This sounds like a bunch of, like a setup, like just a bunch of googly gosh. We kept hearing explosions go off. This is not, this is yeah. all, this is all documented. Now they are trying to remove a lot of this, but it's it's already been documented.
2: Yeah. And the and
1: firefighters it- are going in and like, um, hey, there's explosions going off. We're trying to figure out what's going here. Yeah. Um,
2: they they removing it faster than the NBA removed the uh, malice and the palace foot.
1: Exactly, mm-hmm. exactly. Uh, they, they, yeah, they, that was a crazy they,
2: thing because they went in because they they. You know, <coughs> I think they knew it was safe.
1: Was safe. Yeah. So they knew everything uh, was like this, this. this is not making uh, sense? Okay. All all those buildings are built with steel beams, and I didn't know anything. Like it, these big buildings in downtown LA didn't fall over. They built they built that way. So I'm like, wait a minute. This does sound like some mess. OK, we ain't had a war, a good war in a long time. We got all this manufacturing. I put it all together. You got all this manufacturing. We ain't had a good war in a long time. We've been in the Middle East trying to control the pipelines all this time. Every country around the world been trying to do that. And I'm like, OK, this is 100% set up. Why, so I can fall in love with some cute
2: black man that teaches white people everything they know about the shrimp industry before they kill him 30 minutes into the movie? Huh? Hey, why don't you walk down that tunnel, black man? Hey, black man, turn on the generator. This dinosaur is out there. Hey, black man, look out. He's got a gun.
4: Jared and I have had these conversations, you know, recently and over the years. And I don't, you know, you said, you know, it took a few years for it to make sense. I still don't know if it all totally makes sense to me. And 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 it, and it the, the challenging part is it puts us all in this very precarious situation. Like if you challenge the official narrative, and I think all of us, I don't, I can't claim to know what happened or what deals were pulled or who was responsible for what, but like, we all are, there's enough info that the official narrative is not accurate. So what what does that do to our psyche as citizens? Like if, if, if there's somebody in our, in our government that's capable of that, that opens up a huge Pandora box, and you know can drive drive people kind of crazy. And well, the reason why you know we're talking about nine eleven. I don't want to make the whole episode about nine eleven,
0: but yeah. I do let's I talk do. about sports too. Um, this is something that I found super interesting. Compliments of Vice News. Shout out to Vice News sponsorship. There's a bar in the Fort Worth, Texas area. It's a nine eleven theme bar, and it's called Bar nine eleven. The number nine, and then spelled eleven. 2977 people died. Um, It's a bar theme. Apparently, in this article, the guy sat down with the owner. The owner said, I try and name all my restaurants and bars after people that mean something or events that mean something. And I just don't want people to forget about 9-11 as people are you know, going there for birthday parties and taking tequila shots and shit. And on one of the walls has a picture of firefighters putting up the American flag at ground zero and shit. It's Did they have a photo of
4: Salvador Allende, the uh, Chilean president who was overthrown on September 11 1973?
0: I, I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think so. That's not American. This is, we don't, he, he doesn't want people to forget about 9-11. So when they come into the bar, they remember 9-11, as they get shitfaced faced and plastered in Texas. Well, he's Shut opening
2: up. a new- he's opening a new bar in Eastern Germany called Hitler Holocaust, I heard.
3: <laughs> Tell me
4: he didn't just say that.
2: Then he's gonna grow. He's gonna open one in Palestine.
4: I heard Kyrie Irving is a silent investor. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. exactly.
0: I do wonder though, like, and we'll transition into this sports topic in a minute, but like, you know, you have a bar 9-11, you have, different ways that people are going to start turning this into a reason to celebrate right last night donald trump uh, as a president you know you know most of presidents when they talk about 9 11 they're doing something they're you know they're making some appearance to talking about something a bigger picture and, and and really trying to hammer home the importance of you know american unity yada yada with all that shit whatever Donald Trump last night was out at a Triller event calling a boxing match <laughs> and, you know, living his best life, making money out there, watching old people beat each other up. But Hood slam. My, my, Hood slam, shout out to Hood Slam sponsorship. Y'all, if y'all ain't seen a real wrestling live wrestling show, make sure if you're ever in Oakland, check out Hood Slam. Yeah, I'm glad I wasn't
2: there today that I'm not gonna the wrestler like
0: threw up on everybody. That shit was tight. That's why I don't stand directly on the ring too often.
2: <laughs> no, nah, I don't stand directly on the ring because they, 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 act, they come by and get your beer, the wrestler. Oh, that,
0: that, that was your fault. You gotta hold your beer tight, bro.
2: <laughs> I can't believe he took my beer, took a sip, pal. I'm saying I at first I'm like, all right, yeah, I can get into this, but I can stand next to the ring. The wrestler uh comes <laughs> up over. He's like leaning over the ropes to me. I'm like, oh, this is cool. Grabs my beer out of my hand, takes a sip, says thank you, and gives it back. Oh, Jerry, you remember the look on my face then? Yeah.
0: Aaron, like, his name was Johnny Drinko, bro. You got it. I
2: didn't remember what his damn name is. He you act like he was famous. He grabbed
0: people's you know, drinks like all was- the time and just drank drinks before he wrestled. Or in the and middle did, of wrestling. Did everybody, did, did
2: everybody do what I did? <laughs> Throw your you cup back in the I ring. Through my shit, yep. Through my shit. I was like, I ain't taking a sip of this. Nuh-uh.
0: <laughs> well, all right. So what I do want to ask, though, is how long before 9-11 becomes... Basically like the fourth of July it becomes a holiday where people just, you know, get shit faced, have barbecues, start doing houseboats, and just spend the weekend just getting fucked up to commemorate this, you know, this culminating moment in our country's history, just like fourth of July. Like how long before that happens? And then my other question is, what's an event that would not surprise you of happening on that weekend? You know, uh, this harkens back to the MLK Freedom to Twerk party on the MLK Day holiday weekend. If they can put a freedom to twerk party on MLK Day holiday, what can't they do?
1: You're onto some,
4: Jared. I think you're onto some.
1: We ain't did nothing for the Tulsa Massacre. We need Mm -hmm. to start celebrating that. I want to see Chevrolet sold twenty percent off. I want to have barbecues on Monday for the Tulsa Massacre. Um, I want to see TVs on sale at Walmart. (laughs) Shout out sponsorship for the Tulsa Massacre. I want a Tulsa Massacre special at
4: Costco. Discount toad uh, BWS Massacre. <laughs> Is
1: that, Black, yeah. Black, Black, Wall, Black Street. Wall
4: Street in the in the, uh, in the the checkout code.
0: Come Black on. Uh, online, online code. Well, yeah, they, we already got Juneteenth now, so we just got that, you know, passed. So we got Juneteenth. No, 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 no. That's
1: up. not enough. Not enough. No sales. No. I don't need
4: sales. Like, I that got Juneteenth off. I feel kind of weird about that. The Juneteenth. It was yeah. like, I got it was like, why yeah. do I get Juneteenth off? I'm like a, the grandchild of Sicilian immigrants. Like, well, <laughs> why do I get a day Man, off?
1: Work I want I want everybody to feel the
2: freedom of Texas for Juneteenth. I got all the negative aspects of Juneteenth. <laughs> I got all the damn fireworks as if it was Fourth of July. I, I'm not working then because it's summertime, so I didn't get a paid day off. <laughs> I had no aspects of Juneteenth, all because of Texas. I'm telling you, Juneteenth wasn't enough. So maybe we do need to celebrate a, a
0: hashtag Black Wall Street uh, Memorial uh, celebration weekend. But yeah, like as
2: we see nowadays, the way things move, just like Juneteenth move, it don't take long to start commercializing and fucking shit up for holidays, right? Taking mm-hmm. something serious and then making it turn into what you want to turn into, freedom to torque fest and things like that. I, I'm sure pretty soon Juneteenth is gonna be the national sponsor. That's gonna be National Crate Challenge Day. And then 9-11 is gonna be who knows? I don't know. It's not a holiday now, Jared. So I don't know how, how you're waiting for it to I'm, I'm asking something. for
0: how long you think before it becomes a national holiday. It hasn't become
2: I, it's been 20 years.
0: It's been 20 years, but I, I feel like 20 years, like in 1796, was Fourth of July being celebrated with barbecues and houseboats yet? Probably not, probably took a little longer, okay. but <laughs> I mean, <laughs> uh, to cook a meal was barbecue out there back then. Yeah, <laughs> you not have, have to go get wood. They didn't have gas stoves. True, true. But so I'm just wondering, like, how much longer before we before it turns? Because all trajectories, you know, based upon what I see our, our country becoming, I see it in the near future, maybe another at least 10 years, maybe. I think maybe it's the- too
2: close to Labor Day to become a national holiday.
0: Bruh, if they can find a way to turn... If they put Labor Day on 9-11, just make that a holiday. What if Ooh. they do that? But it's gonna become a national holiday. There's like, it's it's a matter of time. Like, they're not gonna not make that a national holiday. It's like, how long do you think? Do you think it's another 10 years? Is it another 50 years? What they need going- to
1: do, what they're gonna do, if they're gonna do that, they're gonna replace it with Columbus Day. As we go back in history and learn how Columbus was just a mutant. Columbus came through America looking like Thanos. At least the islands of- uh, Yeah, I was gonna say, he never
2: Thanos. made it. Never yeah, never made
1: it. <laughs> But he came. He came through there looking like Thanos, acting yeah. the straight. Yeah, something
2: the stone. And something and the, the power stone he had was syphilis.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: he was like, man, I don't need to snap. I got syphilis, <laughs> and so does everyone
0: else on my crew. And you know one good thing. One thing we're good at doing is raping and pillaging. <laughs> evil, exactly. evil. Anybody got a prediction on how many years before it becomes a national holiday and it starts turning into shit like? Donald Trump on Triller or motherfuckers at bar nine eleven.
4: It might just stick with that, Jared, because because the 9-11 kind of iconographer, the brand nine eleven, is kind of only appealing to, you know, that kind of MAGA demographic. So it might just end up just being local bars and stuff like the mainstream kind of corporate society, I think, is, you know, uh, projecting a different type of brand these days. So they, they may not.
1: Yeah, I think because so many people were against the war, I don't, I don't, I don't see it happening. Um, Like you know, you're just gonna remember, you are gonna remember the date and just make maybe a special weekend, but not. I don't see it as being a holiday.
2: I don't either. I don't think not in my lifetime. I don't. Yeah.
4: Well, unless unless we have like a new kind of plan in the Middle East, or you know, I I just don't see it all that useful to the empire.
0: Point. Well, if it's a way to distract us from continuing to figure out more about really what happened or why it happened or, uh, or the, what it took to happen, I can see it in the next five years, as soon as five years, twenty, this, the, the quarter century mark where they're like 25 years in remembrance, we're going to turn into a national holiday and we're going to make sure we galvanize the country. Make sure you put in your promo codes. Uh, nine nine eleven uh, survivor or something like that, or some su- yeah. s- salute first responders in your in your in your checkout basket, so you get that extra fifteen percent off. You get that day off. Make sure you get you get that get the, the the rack of ribs is on sale for only nine nine dollars and eleven cents for a full rack of ribs and shit like that. They I'm telling you, bro, it's gonna be like but all current-
2: that's already happening now, dude. I don't understand it's what you like, what, what you see it's gonna be different. It's happening now in any way, and we got Labor Day that was just four days away, you know. Pearl Harbor never became a holiday and that was a day that surprised and everything. And and unlike like that day, you talking about there was a big consensus in everything and where the country was at that time. Yeah, And still views it, and this and that has not become a holiday. I can't even tell you what day happened,
0: but nothing about Pearl Harbor is though that when that happened, it was a direct attack on a military base installation, not actual a civilian installation. So there, there's, there's a lot difference. of civilians there though. There, there was, was a lot of there civilians. Was, but but there's it was also it was, some was ships that were, that, that were struck. Thing, the there are definitely yeah. there. Well, they they knew they knew the yeah. attack. They had been given the 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 knowledge that there was a potential, very potential attack coming. But the other thing about that is, um, I don't. Yeah, I don't know like that 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 is a good point, but I also don't know that that in the time of our country was like everyone went to World War II, men were out of the house, women got into the in- industrial workforce to another degree again, but uh I think that we were in a different place uh, as a society. We weren't we didn't have as much infrastructure um and as much to the degree of just like Focusing on just finding ways of just celebrating or just, you know, finding ways of creating vices I, I out think, of our tragedy as we back did. Then, then. They,
2: they found ways to celebrate back then. I mean, think of all the parades, look at the victory parades that happened afterwards. And then there were a lot of parades during that time. You tell me, there you were tell more me, parades. There were the world's fairs and shit like that. You tell it, me how many
0: like Krogans were out there during those days where you had all them beautiful eyed women and they I mean, bros over here talking about, man, I'm trying to get
2: that tequila sunrise. Right now, there was a lot of world fairs back then. There were a lot of things like that. They found ways to celebrate. I was wholesome fact, beautiful more, white families, though. In, in fact, even more because <laughs> there was less things to do. I'm not saying it can't happen, but I just don't see it happening anytime yeah. soon. Yeah, some things can be celebrated without it being a national holiday. It's like leaving beautiful
0: white people with too much time to figure out how to make something fun. They find crazy ass games to play. They'd be like, Man, let's hey let's jump off the roof onto this, uh, onto this uh trampoline. We can create a sport out of that. You know, hey, y- y'all ever seen a mini net on the ground with a little ball? We can make that call slam ball. We'll find a way to make anything a game. Find any, any way to celebrate something. It's long enough, you give us long enough, we'll find a way to celebrate. It. In sports news, boxing is back. Donald Trump was a late addition to call the Triller boxing match. It was a match that had a couple of former MMA fighters fighting each other. It was a solid fight. And Vitor Belfort, fighting Evander Holyfield. If y'all didn't know, Oscar De La Hoya was diagnosed with the Rona a couple weeks ago. And so he had to pull out of his fight against Vitor the Phenom Belfort. They were able to get Evander Holyfield to step in as a late replacement two weeks ahead of the card. Evander Holyfield was not given a license to fight in California. So they moved the entire card to Florida. (laughs) Where else would you Damn. move that shit? <laughs> Anyways, sad. they moved to Florida where he was able to get an NSAC or whatever, not NSAC, that's the Nevada, but to get a state athletic commission license to fight in a fight against a 20-year younger or 15-year younger Vitor Belfort, who looks like he's been back on the HGH. And <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, now nah, nah, <laughs> my boy Evander looked good, but uh, Evander Holyfield fought uh, Vitor Belfort and Tito Ortiz fought Anderson the Spider Silva. Here's a quick clip of the Anderson Silva fight. One second, let me give that for you. It's the only clip of the
2: fight. Let's talk about a quick clip.
3: Tito Ortiz closed in on the corner. Not a lot of these punches landed. But yeah. he's swinging and missing, but he caught him in a straight right there. Listen, I, I, I like the two minutes because of this right oh, hook. Oh, oh, hook. One head oh, oh. Oh.
0: Anderson Silva KO'd Tito Ortiz. One minute and 21 seconds into round one with a nice short right hook off the ropes. What do you guys think about that
1: i thought he had a uh shot of tequila and just fell out
2: <laughs> he was saying he got that 9 11 shot
1: he went right to sleep
2: yeah he got he got put to sleep he, he looked <laughs>
0: like he's trying to sit in a chair he's
2: like <laughs> t had a good attitude about the fight afterwards though
0: <laughs> yeah like, afterwards he's the most positive person he was positive he didn't seem too phased afterwards he said he got a little over-aggressive, a little excited, got in there and, and left himself wide open and uh, you know, said he's, he's gonna come back though because, you know what I'm saying, he's just learning how to box and he loves boxing um, and he wants to put his, his whole self into it. He wants to train five days a week, three times a week. <laughs> <laughs> <Come on. laughs> that dumb motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, and then Vitor Belfort versus Evander, the real deal, Holyfield.
3: From Larry Merchant. Will we see flashes of the holy field of old, or just an old yeah. holy field? I like that. I like that. Todd Grisham, Sean Porter, and 50 Cent here ringside at 50, just looking at Evander's physique. How impressed are you? Oh man, I'm I hope I look any closer. Yeah, yeah, I will. Very good work by by, by Holyfield so far. See how hesitant Vitor is. I tell you what, I noticed this about Vitor in the, in the UFC fights that I oh, watched. Wow. Got right there. That just he, missed uh, it. He's going right after Evander. Upstairs to the left. Hurt. Uh-oh. This is what Holyfield said. I know how to survive If anything. I can defend myself. Oh, uh, swing and a miss. On, and Holyfield <laughs> goes into the ropes. That was clearly a slip. But not good body oh, language. Oh, yes. Left again with an the uppercut. And that sends Holyfield down. A legitimate left uppercut knockdown.
2: Man, his feet look like Bugs Bunny. Those Bugs Bunny cartoons. <laughs> hey, in
3: the old days, this is where Holyfield would come back. He's got to touch him with the jack. He got shot again. Another left hand. One. Vitor opening up. The referee looking in close. You can't stop this. Let Holyfield get his shots in. They will wave it off. They didn't give him a chance. Wait a minute. Yeah, what do you guys think about that?
1: <laughs> Wait a minute, what's the age difference between them two? Vitor Belfort
0: is like 44, or f- maybe oh, he's about your guy's age. And uh, Evander Holyfield turns 59. In a couple weeks.
1: <laughs> so that that went is exactly how I expected it to go.
0: There's a big drop-off when you get from your mid 40s to your early 60s.
1: Holyfield <laughs> looked like he was suffering from arthritis in the
0: knee. <laughs> like, suffering from arthritis in his shoulders and elbow. You see his punches. Did you see his punches? They didn't they look like they had nothing on them.
1: He's 60 years old. He shouldn't have anything on them. This fight shouldn't have been allowed. This is getting ridiculous. Some, some, can somebody step in and allow our senior, senior citizens just to retire? See, this is yeah. what happened. I wish they had a, I wish she had a, uh, what do you call that? A retirement plan instead of buying a house that was built for a warehouse. <laughs> he got an Amazon facility, <laughs> facility that had, a, it had an Amazon buy- facility instead of buying a house.
2: Instead of buying a house of a Colombian drug lord. <laughs> Luckily, he wasn't in the ring with someone that actually can box a little more. You know? Vitor Belfort
0: is actually uh, a well-known. I'm,
2: I'm saying a better boxer. Yeah, right? no, no. Yeah. Like I think... imagine if he hopped in a ring versus Tyson right now. Tyson's still being a little bit younger than him. And
1: Here, Here's another thing. At least Tyson had to, had the sense. He actually had a feeling really like, I can really knock the hell out of uh Yeah. yeah he was... And he didn't. He yeah. didn't. No. No, this yeah. fool didn't. He was trying no. to hurt Holyfield. Well, yeah. he was talking he crap has... when they
2: had the uh, they had that little like presser before the day before, mm-hmm. you know, like around the way, and he wouldn't stop talking crap. And you're like, dude, you're about to fight an old man. I think it's remarkable yeah. that he got in shape. That should be the contest. Just getting in shape. They should what should be, be getting in shape. Yeah, what
0: should be realized that Vitor Belfort is a known PED, HCH user. So, um, it doesn't surprise me that motherfucker might be roid raging right now and really trying to hurt somebody. Uh, secondarily. Evander Holyfield tried to fight in 2011. It was not sanctioned. He was still mm-hmm. you know, wanting to fight when he was still in his 40s, and he wasn't getting licensed because they're like, "Dude, you're not in. You're not in fighting shape." I don't know what that 10 to 15 years would have added to make him more lo- uh, able to fight. But um, shout out to Florida for not having any standards sponsorship. Man, we know what we need to do. Let's just see if we can get the state of Florida to sponsor this show because they obviously don't give a fuck about no standards. We could probably do and say whatever the fuck we want on here. And you know what I'm saying? All we're gonna do is add to the, the Google search engine of a Florida man. You know, what I'm saying we can make call this podcast a Florida man podcast and we can say whatever the fuck we want and people will be okay with it.
2: Every place gotta have a place with no standards. And if you like that place, you can go there or you can do like me and the void.
0: Yeah, it, it, it was sad. Vander was throwing the punches. They had no pop. You, you've seen event He had a video game on Sega named after him, and he was a bad man back in his day. Vidor Belfort fights a 40-year-old. Uh, real deal boxing, man. Holyfield. Real uh, deal. I would love to see Holyfield be able to turn back the clock, get in there. In his 30s or 40s, with a B- Vitor Belfort in his 30s or 40s, equal age, and just see what would happen. Because Belfort was never a heavyweight. Belfort was never a heavyweight. And if uh, Holyfield actually got to put those real hands on him, not that 60-year-old uh, retired, potentially CTE having man on him, um, I think it might have been a different outcome. But uh, sadly, um, a living legend was uh, was pummeled.
3: It,
1: it needs to be sanctions for this. This is it shouldn't be allowed. <laughs> it shouldn't be. It, yeah,
0: pal. What do you What do you think?
4: I don't know. I, I I'm I'm just not a boxing fan or know anything about any of these these folks. But um yeah, having old, old people kind of slug each other. I mean, I, I'm I'm kind of against the whole sport in general. Um and certainly like women doing it or children doing it or elderly people doing it. It's it doesn't seem like a very holistic uh good look for me. Even even for like the young, kind of in shape guys, it, it just I mean, you know, I, I don't really comment on MMA and and it's some I've seen a few MMA fights and it just makes me kind of uncomfortable I don't know why
2: it's like they trying to sanction uh, like some of the worst part of society but then they try to sanction it. I'm like well just let them go keep going to say
0: choke someone to death I think it's gonna be the new thing though you have just old fighters beating each other up. you know you get and that's horrible you get that you get all those fighters who were in their prime in the nineties to come that's know. why so
2: might as so well watch bum fights on youtube <laughs> <laughs> you know it's the same it's the same it's the same thing i'm with pal yeah it's the same thing right i always say the worst part of human nature or and, and not not the ones fighting it's almost feel like the ones is watching
4: i know we've covered the topic of um pornography on this show and uh you know and if anyone's read chris hedges's empire of illusion there's a whole chapter about Pornography and the porn industry and its relationship to all these other political things. Um, I did read an article recently that there's a new genre on um, a pornography called vaccine porn, where uh, people come in to the doctor's office to get their vaccine, and then it turns into a sex scene. Oh
0: yeah, so did you get talking your about shot? like our
4: society going off the deep end? You know, it's like that's Aaron's <laughs> dream
0: though, man. He always trying to get the Habesha women, be like, did you get your passport? and did uh-huh. you get your shots
2: <laughs> now, that's <laughs> the difference between what they talked <laughs> <was> about <laughs> uh, they'll they'll turn
0: porn, they'll turn anything into porn bro i'm telling you they
1: had they had um they had a uh, pandemic porn too they had masks yep. the mask on yep
2: still safer than going in the hood slam <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh
0: all right well uh a quick thing um i just realized i forgot um about the Holy Vander Holyfield thing, it's a little sad because I just you know it made me realize like I kind of want my my old you know legendary athletes not to be doing this stuff for money anymore. I'd rather them just you know you know speak to Congress and you know speak on the real ills of uh, the world, kind of like my boy Herschel Walker. Oh God,
1: who is the guilty party? Should we start at the beginning where African Americans sold your the African American ancestors into slavery? and to a slave trader who eventually sold the African-American ancestors to slave owners. The slave owners who had no success and no luck trying to make a Native American who land they took become their slave because the Native American ran away. See, this is what CTE goes back, right? Like you kind of
2: wish
3: <laughs> What's worse though his enough. CTE,
0: his CTE or Evander Holyfield CT, his CTE, where he wants CTE. to still be fighting that 58 years old.
2: I think his CTE, because Evander Holyfield CT only affects Evander Holyfield, right? <laughs> this CTE is just when you get bad when you just you know, oh man, I'm gonna support Trump. I'm I'm gonna sit here and run for Congress, I'm gonna shake hands, and I'm gonna make up some story about African Americans selling other African Americans to slave to slavery. So according to him, I guess. Somebody born in maybe New Jersey as a mm-hmm. Freeman took a boat to Africa and started selling slaves. Uh, just, just bad CTE, man.
1: No, no, Aaron, you got that wrong. He took a motorboat to Africa. <laughs> yeah. Quick
0: hitters, quick hitters, quick hitters is a popcorn segment where we basically give a topic, uh, based it, roast it, talk shit about it, ask a question, whatever, just pop in when you get a chance and give a quick take or multiple quick hitters, quick hitters. Quick,
3: quick,
1: quick, quick hitters.
0: Quick hitters. Mercedes-Benz is creating a car that can be controlled with your mind. They unveiled the Vision AVTR car inspired by the 2009 blockbuster, Avatar. It wanted to bring humans and machines closer than ever to advanced vehicle transformation. IAA Mobility 2021 showcase, they showed and mark, the marquee announced uh, an inclusion of a brain computer interface, a BCI, meaning that the Vision AVTR can be controlled by the power of thought. What do you guys think about that?
2: Uh, never gonna happen. <laughs> They can't even get the roof to a Ford Bronco right. How the hell (laughs) they get those over the mountain? Exactly. (laughs) Over there making whistling sounds while you drive it.
1: This is nothing that's going to happen in our lifetime. I don't know why they come out with any of these uh, technologies. You you can't get autonomy right with the cameras reading the lines. So what makes you think you're going to be able to control any electronics with your mind? We can't even get PS5 what, what happens if
4: you're getting like roadhead in that car? <laughs> Cars like going all
1: over. <laughs> take, take, take it to PAL to get there. I think it's your like, radiator blows when it happens. You start
0: leaking fluid, the whole car starts right. leaking fluids. If you get in roadhead, what else would be a bad thing to happen while you're driving in a car that's automated to your head? Road rage thing is pretty obvious. <laughs> Does your car start cussing at other cars for you? Does it cuss in right. horn? Can it say the N-word and horn? <laughs> the word, nigga. <laughs> I worry about this. I feel as though if a kid in the back is just crying and whining and pissing you <laughs> yeah, off. Yeah, What if it? you got a
1: bad kid?
2: Yeah. Are we there yet?
0: It's dangerous. I think it's going to be outright dangerous and I can't wait to see it tested. Shout out to Kevin's sponsorship, Box Kev. Come on the show. I hope they put you in one of them cars.
2: <laughs> Come on, man. No, man. Especially since he ain't been boxed Kevin it up like he used to. He got, that car, that, that car, his car is going to get depressed because he ain't smoke weed and all that time. His car is going to keep veering his, towards booty. His car just drives and stops at the nearest, like, uh, twerk fest party. <laughs> it don't move. It don't move from there. It just stops right in front of a twerk fest. Like, hey, man. <laughs> We're plugged into his mind.
4: I think about, you know, DUIs because it's like one thing when you're you know you're drunk behind the wheel it's like your car drunk
2: your car drunk now too it was the it was the car officer
4: son. The car.
2: <laughs> next thing you know your car i, was, stopped. I
4: wasn't drinking <laughs> I,
2: I wasn't drinking my car just stopped in front of this bar and started yelling at people
4: <laughs> please believe me please believe me what if police officers started having cars like that
2: it's gonna be do the same thing you do now just run over black people no need to
0: discharge your weapon. <laughs> Cutty Corner shout outs. Cutty Corner shout outs. Cutty Corner shout outs out is the segment we end the show on where we get a chance to rant, complain, talk about something that's pissing you off. Cutty Corner shout outs. Cutty Corner shout outs. It's time. It's time. It's time. Cutty Corner shout-outs. AG3, do
2: you have a Cutty Corner shout-out? Yeah, you, you took the one I was I had written down. It was all about the activism one. Now my Cutty Corner shout-out goes out to Cam Newton and, and the podcast he did with his dad. Uh, it's just, you know what? It's just a mirror of who you are, right? Like, what he said was true when he said... Uh, the Patriots didn't bring him back because of his aura. It is true; he couldn't sit there on the bench. He would have been too big of a figure to sit there. But just it's just Cam Newton, dude. You went to you went to a, a, a few universities, right? Your dad seems like he's a very intelligent man too. You you got to have a bigger vocabulary to just to uh, understand what wording and linguistic means, right? Like to go out and say they cut me because of my aura. And that's been my, my biggest thing has been my curse too. My biggest gift, my best gift has been my curse my whole life. And it's like it just comes off bad. It just just say, Hey, I think I would have been too big of a distraction to have on the bench. Matt Jones would have probably struggled with me looking over his shoulder. And he said, if, if they would have came to me and said, Hey Cam, I need you to be the backup and support this dude, I would have done it and I would have tried and I would have been behind the scenes. But don't come out and start talking about your aura and all this and all that while wearing a Look like a nice brim hat that you cut the top out so your dreadlocks would come off the top. He was over there looking like a zombie at on his thing <laughs> with his dad. And just like, come on, Cam. Like, I agree what you're saying is right, but how you say it. Some people don't understand how you say it. This almost goes back to the defund the police, right? Think about the wording you use and think about what your goals are, right? What is your goal and what are the wordings you use, right? Is defund what you really want? to uh, be the wording that's out there? Our, what is our goal? Our goal is to get to this point. So is our wording matching our goals? Is it going to help us get to our goal? Think about that. So I'm going to go with Cam Newton with that podcast he was on with his dad.
1: Um, speaking of Cam Newton, he also has a lot of magic moment. There's a whole, um, I guess, internet um, collage of him, um, making them words. Yeah. Oh,
2: oh, another thing, another magic moment. Uh, not magic moment cutting uh this is a shout out to Aaron Rodgers you need to figure out what Tom Brady is doing he is older than you but yet he looks younger Tom, Aaron Rodgers looked <laughs> old this year he get, I don't know if it's the avocado ice cream is it the fact he got some personal chef cooking for him all the time Aaron Rodgers figured out that's your homeboy Tom Brady talk to him because I know you want to stay around a while too but I, he was looking I was like dude I didn't know if that was Aaron Rodgers or did Phil Sims come walking in the door? Terry Bradshaw, shooting <laughs> up today. Come on.
0: I heard your boy Cam Newton at the end of the interview said this
1: I'm not gay. I would not date a man. I would not tear a purse. I would not put on makeup. I will, I will love a woman. Mega churches, boy. Mega churches. I'm going to tell Powell. I'm in the wrong industry. <laughs> Pedro,
0: do you have a cutty corner
1: shout out? I do. Um, real quick one. My um, cutty corner shout out goes out to the NFL for changing the numbers. I'm confused, <laughs> and I don't know uh, who, what position, who, what players playing anymore. I didn't call Isaiah Simmons or free safety. Cause he's wearing number nine. Didn't realize he was a linebacker. I thought he was just a big safety meeting uh uh Henry and the Henry and the hole uh, that's the who you were game. talking
2: about this morning.
1: Yeah, yeah, he's a linebacker, dude. I'm like I did not know safety for just, You're like, man, this big safety.
2: And I'm like, there's no big Yeah, safety and I realize, for and I
1: remember him playing linebacker when I when I went back, it's like, wait a minute, he didn't play. And I, I corrected myself. I was like, he played linebacker. That was the first round pick last year.
0: Do you have a cutty Corner shout out?
4: I I do. I do. Um, And I'm going to try to get this in before my computer dies. My cutty Corner shout out goes out to um, the New Orleans uh, Sewage and Water Board, Intergy, which is our uh, gas and electric company. The Latoya Cantrell, the mayor of New Orleans, um, who once again showed us that, um, you know, despite all of the billions of dollars in hurricane preparedness, uh, these institutions are utterly incompetent when it comes to Catering to the needs of the people and uh, yeah, uh, New Orleans was left um, It actually not did not suffer all that much damage uh, due to the actual hurricane, but the man made catastrophe of the power grid going down and not being able to turn it back on and gas shortages and food shortages and all that followed uh, really left uh, the city of New Orleans in despair. And uh, it was just tragic seeing all the images from the city and the surrounding areas it's heartbreaking all all the kind of the beautiful things that we love about new orleans So I, I assume the city will bounce back in some ways but this mixed with all the vaccine mandates you know it, it, i i fear that the that the city is going to be a shell of what it once was and and not in a good way so um yeah cutting corner shout out goes to uh latoya cantrell and uh energy in the new orleans sewage and Water Board.
0: Well, my cutting corner shout out goes out to the Dallas Cowboys. Not because y'all lost this week. I will say this. I feel more confident about the season moving forward. As long as everyone stays healthy or lay Collins, don't get five game suspensions uh, that they're going to be potentially a playoff team. Um, they look really good in the game. They let some things out there, um, but they kept fighting back. One thing I always say is Dak Prescott is a, has that kind of, he has a little bit of that if factor. And, and and I'm hoping he can be somewhere between Russell Wilson and Steve McNair, you know, and that's that's what I think he can be at his peak. And if he can sustain it and stay healthy, he could be Steve McNair type quarterback that will always have his team in the game. But my Cutty Corner shout out goes back to a, a draft pick from a few years ago. Dallas Cowboys, with their late first round pick, decided to pass on a edge rusher because of maybe size or I don't know what size, whatever. They decided not to draft T.J. Watt. And instead they drafted a nigga named Taco. They got a nigga that they probably should have called Chalupa or Pequeñito Taquito because the motherfucker didn't last more than two seasons with them. He was an oversized six foot six, lanky, slow footed, non-quick twitch motherfucker that can't play football. Why would you draft a dude? Oh, because he fits. I'm Jason Garrett. I'm so smart. You know, one thing we do with the Cowboys is we think smart. No, nigga, you playing a barbarian-ass sport. You need motherfucking... Ballers on the field that are difference makers. Man, Taco Charlton, you know, he's 6'6 and not athletic, but you know what he do have? He got real good mentals. No, he don't got good mentals because the motherfucker who came in like a prima donna and couldn't work hard, didn't know what the fuck to do, never got better, and was showing up. he, he worse than Bobby Carpenter. At least Bobby Carpenter came in and played hard. At least Bobby Carpenter played special teams. At least Bobby Carpenter played in the league for a little while. Taco Charlton ain't even in the league right now. That nigga is so weak. He went to the Miami Dolphins. That's, that's he went to a team that was being run into the ground by Adam Gase before Adam Gase left with a with a crackhead-ass offensive line coach. You couldn't beat up on some crackhead offensive li- being co- uh, offensive lineman being coached up by a prostitute-loving crackhead. Okay? But you know who, get, know who did get, get signed to a, uh, the, be the highest-paid defensive player in the league this week? TJ Watt, you know why? Because he's been productive. You want to know why? Because he wasn't undersized to play in the role he's playing in. Because he knows how to get to the he knows how to play that edge and get to the pa- get to the passer. Because he actually is a decent football player. But you didn't draft him. Why? Because he might be a little too undersized. What well, we like to I'm Jason Garrett and Jerry Jones. We like to make sure we get size up there. It don't really matter about ability. Size is what you look like coming off the bus is what matter. No, get some niggas that can play. Crackers that can play, whatever. Get some real players that can play. Not no weak-ass, bud ass motherfuckers who got a nickname that precedes them more so than their actual ability to play. Well, that is our show, my friends. That is our show. Any final words y'all would like to say?
1: <laughs> Nothing, man, it's football. It's football season. Hey, everybody enjoy, enjoy foot, football season. Um... I'm gonna, I'm, um, shout out to Powell. I'm gonna force everybody in my neighborhood to get vaccinated. I got a vaccination gun.
2: No, Powell, Powell, Powell's on an anti-vaxx. Hey,
1: so I, I know, I know. That's what, no, I, oh, you hear oh, what, what I'm saying. Uh, oh, yeah. I said, I'm gonna force everybody in this neighborhood to get vaccinated. <laughs> I got a vaccine gun. Thank you all for
0: listening. Stay blessed, stay healthy. Shout out to Maryland. Uh, we, had, we, had, we had a couple, we had some downloads across the country.
1: That's my That's girl. Good. That's my girl. I told her download the show. I was like, "She, you need to listen, you need to listen." To my nigga Jerry, and my nigga Ag Three. Come on, you know, you know. Hopefully, you give us a bust.
0: You stupid man. Yeah, shout out, shout out to our, our our fans out there tapping in with us, listening. Um, you know, what I'm saying, keep uh, plugging us to your friends. Shout out to Ireland. We're still getting our downloads out there. And shout out to uh, Ohio sponsorship. We got a big push from Ohio this. Last couple of weeks: North Carolina, Maryland, Kentucky. I don't know Georgia, Louisiana, Nevada, Oregon, and uh, and of course, Cali, 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 baby. But uh, you're gonna uh, you to have to stop talking shit about the South
2: because it seemed like they just show more than people in the, your your West Coast lookers. Yeah. You know, you
1: know, you we'll know, see, we'll see. Hey, give me some stickers, uh, Jared. I can put them. I own my vehicle.
0: Ooh, and nothing
1: yeah. wanna not. You're gonna have to. Put out the shout out sponsorship high score. If we can print out something, I can't have marijuana because I don't have uh, DOT officers thinking <laughs> I'm out here smoking a ganja.
0: And <laughs> hey, don't worry, uh, Usher and uh, Priyanka Chopra are going to have uh, activists on there fighting for your rights.
1: Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we'll be fighting, we'll be fighting when they, my rig is uh, inbound.
0: Let this big burly Negro <laughs> drive his rig with marijuana leaves on it. <laughs> Uh, Well, stay healthy, stay blessed, and we will leave you with this.
1: Mr. Homoka. Well,
2: stop eating my sesame cake.
1: Stop eating my sesame cake! Mm -hmm. What are you doing in my country? Bag of shit.
2: Don't worry, Lindo, man. He got mad, and he he didn't even want him to finish what was in his mouth.
0: Stop eating my sesame cake. shout out to hood slam sponsorship y'all if y'all ain't seen a real wrestling live wrestling show make sure if you're ever in oakland check out hood slam shout out sponsorship still good, um they they did a show at dna lounge a couple weeks ago but they are they're hoping to get back eventually it's not back yet because of the stuff but eventually um but my question is
4: is, is hood slam mandating vaccines to get in
0: they're mandating. well, I think they're doing uh either, I don't know, they haven't they haven't they haven't started back yet, but they are making people wear masks while you're in there because it is a lot of motherfuckers on top of each other.
2: i me tell you, you need to wear masks and hood slam before the pandemic. <laughs> that was a dirty ass fucking place, dude. Jared knows how much I complain. years on this show about how dirty that place was. We, we, we went into talks with your homeboy Gabe about how dirty the bathrooms are, this and that. There's not enough PPE. That could get me to go in there. free. <laughs> I wouldn't even go in. I, you know what? If it was nine, if it was two thousand and one, September twelfth, that place needed the PPE.
0: There, there was there was a lot of pee in there, but there was lacking to eat. Man, then no, know,
1: no, I, I remember, wasn't. There was not lacking to eat. It had E. coli all through there. <laughs> I, I remember, I remember that day. I wanted some and water. E.
2: I wanted water, and I saw that that big ass cooler there that looked like. It was left over from the Berkeley High rugby team from when you guys were in school there, meaning Pal and Jared. That place was filthy vaccinations at least of your worries were going it, in that place, dude. Yeah, yeah. Shout out to the uh,
0: the Oakland Metro Opera House. Their bathrooms uh, treat everyone like this.
3: He calls me nigga. He calls the other kids nigga. He calls himself nigga all the time. Nigga this, nigga that. Nigga please. Bitch nigga. Nigga have you lost your mind? Nigga check that hoe. Nigga you bullshitting. Break yourself nigga. That's what that bathroom do to
0: everybody. No matter That's white, crazy, brown. And, and,
4: <laughs> I borrow? A, I like when he asked to borrow a pencil
2: Can you it's it's a pencil <laughs> that's the original that's the real audio to go around not enough vaccinations to go around you need rna vaccinations you need DNA vaccinations you, you, you need, need mdma vaccination, vaccination. <laughs> exactly you need smallpox i need that spanish yeah, i'm glad i wasn't there
1: today that I'm not gonna the wrestler like
2: threw up on everybody